Hello and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the post-nuclear podcast, episode 270. It is a very special week. My friends, my family, my foes, my confidants, my amigos, paisanos, comrades. We've, we've gotten another Bethesda Game Studio Games game. The, the, the one time this decade we'll probably get one. Uh, we might get another one in 29, but I doubt it. To talk about this, I have uh, my friend. I have the one, the only. Oh, no, no introduction there? Okay. It's oh, me. I was like, I was like, the one, the only, you know. Me. Special guest Kyle. I thought you, you know, it, it him. It How me. are you, pal? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, we do. I'm going to save, I'm going to save Starfield for the third segment. I know I haven't been able to get the camera up and running again, but if you can hear that, I bought a physical copy of this game because I'm an old, old man, and they lied to us when they 10 years ago, and they said digital games are going to make gaming cheaper. They lied. Well, so I, I didn't pay for anything, so. I know. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we got a lot of things we got to talk about. Kyle, you and I were just talking a little bit ago about some new stuff that, that was going yes. on. So let's let's start there. We'll go to lore. We'll talk about Patreon, and we'll talk about why everybody's here. We'll talk about Starfield. This isn't. We're not going to be giving a review of Starfield. Um, I'm only about. I think I'm eight or nine hours in. I'm not that deep into it. Uh, I also feel like it's it's such a big game that I really can't review it. Uh, like I can, just not the second. And I just want to talk about it. It's 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 very large. There's a lot to do. So I want to start off quick with this tweet that you sent me originally from Culture Cave, Kyle, at Culture Cave on Twitter. SAG after a board voted unanimously to send strike authorization for the video game industries. Companies that will be included are Insomniac, Disney, Warner Brothers, Epic Games, Activision, and EA. This means... Uh, Everything finally started to ramp up, and now everything is going to slowly ramp down. Uh, yep. Depending on when this goes into effect, thank God, let these people get paid more. Um, I think that video game industries personally should unionize. I think, why not? It's labor. Let let the in America we don't unionize anymore, and I feel like this is something that could could come about from this. Um, don't be surprised if we just don't get anything for a while. Oh, yeah. I, it's just it's it's the necessary evil. I want to know what what Epic is going to do because Fortnite or is it Epic? Yeah, I want to know what Epic's going to do because Fortnite is a constant machine that needs to be oiled. But we're going to have no voices and a lot of games coming out. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of text based adventures. Gonna suck. Uh, do you think? Do Do you think we're going to get like a? Uh, I think in the long run it'll be good, but. Do you think we'll get like a resurgence of Japanese games? Uh, I don't know. I think we're just getting an insurgent of other people need a job for voice acting and they'll hire anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but if you break that if you break that uh that strike line, that's like your career's over. Like you'll never you'll once once everything goes back to the way it should be, like I don't think you'll ever work again. I've been watching a lot of stuff by Adam Conover on uh instagram and he talks about like what people are doing and how people like and how uh union busting is going on and how people are like did you see the thing about the trees uh i don't think so 
Let me let me look it up so I, I don't misquote. So Universal has these trees that the the strikers were picketing around, and because it's anything to make them uncomfortable, they cut the trees down and then they said they didn't do it and that the city had done it and they do it every 10 years and then the city hollywood was like we didn't do that and then universal got fined huh so here's this multi-billion dollar corporation guess how much they got fined probably not a lot it was like 300 like if it was 300 dollars, it was it was like it was nothing it was either 250 300 350 bucks it's like nothing they, they, there was a thing that a studio set up a. Kyle, are you getting a ton of spam emails out of nowhere? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Right? Is, what is this? Sorry, not to like totally break this up. For like the past week, this one I just got from Joya Napier. Incoming transaction for Bitcoin from a Lewis fella. Hello, user. I've been getting these left and right. Sorry. I, I don't get Bitcoin um, once. I get like uh. Money. Walmart. Money Here's Walmart you won, and like then I'll get ones that are like, huh, months ago we hacked into your account. And I was just like delete. I don't even open them up. Well, do you do you have like a Walmart account? No, I don't. Cause I don't get anything for Walmart. I get stuff for like money orders, and I have I technically own a little bit of Bitcoin because I signed up for like a like a crypto trading app like years ago. And they were like, get $5 worth of Bitcoin. And I was like, sure, why not? So, like, I was thinking maybe they look at your history. Anyway, sorry. I looked no, at my phone good. for some reason. I don't remember what it was. No, I just get random, like, Lowe's, you want a gift card? And, like. Oh, did you? what did you buy? I didn't buy anything. But you got a gift card. <laughs> but then I get the ones that are like, hi, we, months ago, I'm a professional hacker or stuff like that. And it's like. Oh. <laughs> but it's the same email and like so yeah. it's like if you hack me tell me the information right there don't tell me you it's hacked months silly. ago you know what i mean just silly so i don't know i think i think video games going on strike is a good thing um it's gonna suck for like the rest of the year everything i've heard about the strike going on currently with the writers uh is that they want to like wait it out till Christmas and they think people will just run out of money and whatnot. And I just don't think it's, I, I think at some point they're going to crack. Like, I, I think at some point they're going to be like, well, nothing's coming out. Like there's going to be nothing in movie theaters. So it's not even going to be that the, the theater, the, the picture house is the one suffering. It's the theaters that are suffering. Yeah. And there's a law that movie theaters can't own, or I'm sorry, Movie theaters can't be owned by studios. So, like, Universal doesn't own a single movie theater. It's a conflict of interest. So, if you shut down all the theaters, you have nowhere to show. I mean, you have streaming services, but still, I'm, I am I hate watching a movie on a streaming service. Like, I want to go to the theater. I want the experience of the popcorn, of the drinks, of, of the, the cookie dough bite things. Like, I want that experience. How long do you think this is going to last? I don't know. I don't know. I just hope things don't get shut down. I'm cynical about it. I don't care. About what? I don't care. About About it at all? Them striking like, oh, congratulations, you're an actor in Hollywood. You want your money. I'm over here in PA trying to live my life. Like, I don't care about you trying to get your money. I'm worried about my own self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... You're in a big blockbuster movie. Congratulations. 
I should feel sorry for you. No. I I just I I enjoy movies. And I, I do too, to but I just don't. Being made. I don't care about the person that did the movies. So the movies there for my enjoyment, not to worry about your money problems. That's oh, how I well, see it. I'm cynical about it. I don't. I'm worried about myself. Not if you didn't get your Kyle, check for an episode did, of television. Did we like switch? I think we might have <laughs> this month. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Volition quick. I was trying yes, to find a segue yes. into it, but Volition. Uh, Volition, I know them. Let me look up Volition quick. They they made Saints Row, which was a huge game uh, for me growing up because I don't know why. I don't know if you had this, but I had like an anti-GTA uh, phase for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah, for a while. I was like, why would you want to play GTA 4 when you could just play Saints Row 2 and it's still wacky like San Andreas? And now, like, I go back and try to play a Saints Row game and I'm like, this is too wacky. Nah, I love it. Like, it was like too... Saints... How I... Like, I... I'm trying to figure out how to explain. For me, like, Saints Row was too wacky, but it wasn't also, like... N- GTA kind of normalized it. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, this is a normal thing in the world of GTA. You know, like, the dumbness and over stuff like that. But Saint Row was just, like, it was just wacky to be wacky. It wasn't, like, normalized in the world, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't Because you listen to, like, it was the just... radio in GTA, and it was always like, oh, they're saying some dirty thing or wacky thing. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. like, that's how the world is. But, like, Saint Row was just, like... Jump from a plane, shoot him in the head, and like, and it was just like, okay, that was it. We didn't address it, you know. It was just wacky for wacky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I went through this whole thing where I was just like, yeah, I'd rather play Saints too. It's way more fun. And then as I got older, I mean, you know, I talk about it with Alex all the time. GTA Four is like a perfect game. Like mm-hmm. just, just, it's so good. But Volition, Volition went under. Volition, yeah, is, uh, in- let me effective read, immediately. Let me Volition's staff on Twitter are reporting that parent company Embracer has just closed the 30-year-old studio behind Saints Row and Red Faction with mass layoffs. And this is from Ryan T. Brown on Twitter. Volition's official statement is... I gotta make this a little bigger. Hold on. The Volition team has proudly created world-class entertainment for fans around the globe for 30 years. We've been driven by passion for our community and always worked to deliver joy, surprise, and delight. Past June, Embracer Group announced a restructuring program to strengthen Embracer and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry. As a part of the program, they evaluated strategic and operational goals and made the difficult decision to close Volition effective immediately. To help our team, we are working to provide job assistance and help smooth the transition for our volition family members we thank our customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years you'll always be in our hearts from the volition team now i knew saints i knew uh red faction did you know they made the punisher game in 05 huh i didn't know that yeah the punisher game rips like i've never played it but like i've never heard a bad thing about it Red Faction Guerrilla, I remember playing a lot back in the day. I never played the original Red Faction, but Guerrilla I played. The Saints games, yeah. they're, they're, they were almost like, they remind me a lot of Pandemic. 
that made mercenaries and uh, yeah. uh, destroy all humans. Yeah. What else did Pandemic make? Like they they reminded me a lot of that. But we don't have Double tr- A Studios anymore, and this was one of the good ones, man. Yeah, well, whoever was now, like, let's reboot Saints Row, just killed it for their whole team. Oh yeah, yeah. That I mean, I, that game came out, and then I never heard anything about it. No, it was just, it was so bad. It was just bad. It was so bad. Like. I don't, I, I don't know what idea or, like, who was like, yeah, let's just reboot it and then have nothing connected to the old Saints Row yeah. games. Have it be woke or whatever, you know, like, not Woke's capturing woke? that essence of Saints they, Row. They woke him up? Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. What was woke about it? It was just not how Saints Row was. It was all modern, you know, like... Mm-hmm. like funny like it was all modern funny stuff and like yeah, it was just dumb it was yeah i heard it's very much written like a marvel movie like he's just behind me isn't he <laughs> that just happened like some parts were like when people were coming about i'm like that's saint throw though i could recall probably a point in the old saint throw they where they did that same stunt but like i don't know kyle that's how playing fallout 4 felt <laughs> Where I'm just like, ah. And don't get me wrong, like, the, the further away we get from Fallout 4, the more I appreciate it. That's how I felt when we first started playing it. I was like, yes. I know. A few things I want to talk about quick now that Starfield is done. Uh, Bethesda confirms, this is from Culture Cave on Twitter again. Bethesda confirms The Elder Scrolls 6 has left pre-production is now an early development, meaning we are still four to five years away from anybody recording any voice lines. We will not be getting that game until 28, 29. We will not be getting a Fallout until 35. I will have children at that point. That's bonkers to think of. Also, we Kyle, we have to have a moment of silence. Okay. Where were you in 2001, Kyle? 2001? Got to do a little bit. I gotta do a little bit of a preface. This is yeah. This tweet I'm about to talk about is from Popcrave. Where were you uh, in 2001, Kyle? I don't remember. Where were you? Okay, how about this? Let's narrow it down. Where were you May 18th of 2001? <laughs> Probably home. Probably home. Okay, let me set the stage. May 18th, 2001, right? Mm-hmm. Before America's birthday, a few months before America's birthday, right? 2001's a big year in this country. We, we, we can't seem to forget about it. We beat it like a dead horse. May 18th, 2001. I don't remember the exact day I went, but my mom took me and my friend and my friend's mom and probably my sister to the local movie theater, right? And we sat down and we watched a cinematic masterpiece. We watched Shrek. Uh, and you know who, you know, you know, you know what some people say makes a movie is its soundtrack. You know yeah. people say that? I don't know who's saying it, but people are saying this. I say it. I sat down and I heard Smash Mouth's All-Star for the very first time. And their cover of I'm a Believer. And our boy, Steve Harwell, has passed away at the age of 56. Can we get a moment of silence for Smash Mouth? Real quick. Thank you. I just, I feel like, you know, we talk about, you and I privately, Kyle, we talk about nostalgia quite a bit, but this yes. is, Shrek is, sh- like, 
The only movie that has a better sequel, and I don't agree with this entirely, but the only movie that is like the consensus that has a better sequel than Shrek... I'm sorry. Let me rephrase all of this. Shrek 1, Shrek 2 is on par, if not better than The Godfather, and then The Godfather <laughs> 2. Yeah. I tell me agree. I'm wrong. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me agree. that Shrek 2 is in a perfect sequel. It is, it is perfect. Kyle, if you get a chance, look up what the voice actor of the gingerbread man looks like. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't you wouldn't guess. Like I just clicked on Shrek 2 on Google. Sometimes I'll like look stuff up and like look at things as I go through it. Hold on, let me just see if I can like add it in the chat. I I want your don't look him up. Hold on. I want your live reaction. Okay. Uh knowing Discord, it's either gonna show a picture or it's not. Click on that link quick. Okay. I see. <laughs> Really? He's My Lurch. He's Lurch? He's Lurch on the Adams Family. Huh. He's that old? I thought this was the Munsters. I feel like I'd be a Munsters guy. Yeah, he does the Muffin Man, he does the Gingerbread Man. He does, ah, He's Pixar all the so way. Good. What's that? He's Pixar all the way. Yeah, yeah. Pixar the movie, rips. Ant, Sinbad. Yo, I like Ants. Sinbad, I remember Sinbad. I haven't seen it since it came out. All right, we got to move on, Kyle. Yeah, are you buying the Shrek 2 Crocs? No, I'm not buying the Shrek 2 Crocs. Did you see the the Lightning McQueen Crocs? Yeah. There was lines for them, Kyle. Lines. Everybody bring out your Shrek 2 on DVD. Shrek 2 on DVD. I'm going to have to put a picture of that up because no one's going to know that. (laughs) My Uncle Glenn. All right, guys, I got to get into this lore. Once this lore is done, we can talk about Starfield. But before that, I have to talk about the Patreon. I have to thank the Patreon. Because of the Patreon, the show continues to get bigger and better and can grow and become a better show. And there's some people that I have to thank because of it. So starting at the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank... Mellow Millhouse, thank you to Mellow Millhouse, and last but certainly not least, I have to thank Captain Lennox. Thank you to Captain Lennox. If you are interested in supporting the show, there is a link below to the Patreon. There is a one dollar tier. There is a ten dollar tier. The ten dollar tier. There's a bunch. There's two other tiers. There's a three and a five as well in there. But the ten dollar tier, you get to listen to these episodes be recorded live in front of a studio audience. You are the studio audience. You get to become a part of the show. And even at the $1 tier, even at the lowest tier, I ask a question every week on what this week's lore will be, and your voice gets to be heard. So again, thank you to the Patreon. I love you very, very much. Every week I go into the Patreon and I ask a question. I, I, I open a, a poll. And because Starfield came out, and I've been in the, the, the mindset of space, I wanted to talk about space in Fallout. And also, I'm recording this a day later than I usually do because I was up very late last night playing Starfield, and when I get done here with Kyle, I'm just going to go play until my eyes bleed. So I asked, in the Fallout universe, what would you like to hear? Their foray into space travel with the Virgo 2 from Fallout 3, or the Repcon, Repcon Aerospace, a company in Henderson, Nevada, tasked with the manufacturing of rockets and alternative fuel from Fallout New Vegas. So if you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, make sure you join the Patreon, because even at the $1 tier, your voice is heard in the weekly 
poll and this week's lore by way of Patreon is the Virgo 2 from Fallout 3. Now, there's some things we have to talk about. I don't know about you, I know about me. And when it comes to me, when I was a very little boy, something about the Apollo space mission inspired the hell out of me. As I got older, I realized that maybe we didn't really have to go to space. You know, there's a very good Gil Scott Heron song called Ed Whitey's on the Moon. Uh, but yeah, it's something that inspires me, even to this day. Every every uh, July when this comes around, I think about it. It's something that I think about. Like, we had no clue what was going on. We didn't need to go to space. We went to space. We came back. It was successful. If you believe that, if you're a conspiracy theorist, it's fine. It's fun to make believe every now and again. You're wrong, but still. There are some differences between the Fallout space race and the U.S. space race. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and forth and describe exactly what that is. So we have to talk about the Valiant 2. It was the first manned mission to the moon by the United States Space Administration. Essentially the Fallout universe's NASA. And it was manned by Mark Garris, Michael Hagen, and Richard Wade. Uh, it is the first successful landing moonwalk. It's the first time humanity had left Earth. It's the first time humanity had been outside of the rock, the marble that we call home. They landed on Earth's moon on July 16th, 1969. In real life, to mirror this, in real life, the Apollo 11 left Earth with Armstrong, Neil Armstrong, Mike Collins, and Buzz Aldrin on July 16th of 1969. So the day they land, they leave, it's a, it's a clear inspiration pulled from that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the United States Space Administration. Like I said, it's Fallout's NASA. And during the 1960s, the U.S. got involved in the space race. I'll have a picture of the Virgo 2 on screen along with Mr. Pebbles. If you've played Fallout 4 for 10 minutes, you know who Mr. Pebbles is. Mr. Pebbles is a Persian house cat and the first animal to be launched into space and returned safely back to Earth. This man is, a, is an American hero. Mr. Pebbles is an American hero. This man, Mr. Pebbles, is up there with Nathan's hot dogs, Coca-Cola, and insurance fraud. The three cornerstones of American politics. Mr. Pebbles is one of the most important political figures in the Fallout universe, as far as I am concerned. Now, November 14th of 1969, they sent a second lander, the Virgo 3, on the Valiant 12 mission. And they left behind a flag. And the last manned flight to the moon was, on, was in uh, 2052, where they found the flag still there to this day on Earth's moon. Constructed with the special materials to withstand the harsh environment uh, that you'd have to deal with on the moon. In 2022, the USSA, the United States Space Administration, scientists commissioned the Delta IX rockets, being the most successful rockets in U.S. history. They had 77 successful launches and could hold two astronauts for, two, for a 24-day uh, flight comfortably to space, to the moon, and back. This lasted for 15 years, being converted, later being converted by the military into a nuclear warhead. The longest space flight using one of these Delta IX rockets was the Zeus 12 that was the Zeus 12 mission that was 17 days in space and back from the moon and back. The United States Space Administration uh, also has a space station called the Valiant 1 
Now, the way it's worded in Fallout 3 is Valiant 2. Valiant 3. The way it's in Fallout 76 is Valiant Dash 1. So I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be minus 1 or Dash 1. So I'm going to stick with Dash 1. The Valiant Dash 1 was sent into orbit sometime before the Great War and can now be found in Appalachia in the Toxic Valley. It is a crash landed space station that is now on Earth. And when I first saw it, when I first saw it, it looked very similar to the Van Buren uh, Ballistic Orbital Missile Base 001 or the Bomb 01, that I thought that that's what they were bringing back since they've been pulling from these these games. Uh, the Ballistic Orbital Missile Base would have been the first Fallout location set in space. This would later occur in Fallout 3's add-on Mothership Zeta. In concept art that's internally kept at Bethesda, 476, this concept art has what is essentially a bomb, but it would later become the space station. Even on the concept art, it says Bomb 01. So very much they were pulling from their... their back catalog of stuff this this satellite is now in what is deemed the crater and is run by a group of raiders you can find scorched and super mutants there at one time but the game is ever evolving and ever growing now to go back to a little bit of the united states the united states space administration there's some other projects they had worked on it wasn't just it wasn't just ships and rockets and space stations. They had other projects going on. And I'd like to read them for you from the wiki. And I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will. Some of the known projects, the first one being the Deep Sleep Project. The USSA Research and Development Department Division worked on the Deep Sleep Project, which launched in 2070. This project's aim was to test viability of hibernation pods in outer space. With the project comprising four individuals, including Commander Sophia Dagri, Dr. Emerson Hale, accepted government contracts with Artcos Pharma to develop Project Z. The project aimed to develop a serum derivative of Formula K, modified from zero-G efficiency in human subjects. Naval radio station Sugar Grove served as a USSA installation. Athena, the Deep Sleep Project AI, was located in the facility's data center. The Marshot. In the, in the 2070s, the USSA planned the Marshot Project, an attempt to launch a manned mission to Mars in July of 2078. ArcJet Arc Systems were contracted by the United States Space Administration to to produce the XMB booster engine and deep-range transmitter for the Mars Shot project. In early 2076, problems arose over the XMB's weight. However, these problems were eventually fixed shortly after the project went public in September of 2077, mere a month before the end of, the, of time. The USSA raised concerns over rising political tensions, estimated that the Mars Shot project would may, excuse me, the Marshall Project may be delayed for a year or more. From the Creation Club content, I have two things here. And Creation Club content isn't canon, but it isn't not canon. Uh, so I'd like to read it. It's one of those things that I kind of hope that they're not completely canon because I want the Tunnel Snakes to have more. The CC-00 Power Armor. The CC-00 Power Armor model of power armor was created sometime before the Great War by the USAA. Props of the armor and a fully functional model 
were lent to Hubris Comics for the finale of the live-action Captain Cosmo season. This was an attempt to create positive press coverage for the Mars Shot project after the death of an interviewer at Arcjet Systems. However, its filming was halted by the Great War and would never actually air on television. There's also the Cosmic Cannon. Like the CC-00 power armor, the Cosmic Cannon was a piece of USAA tech that was loaned to Hubris Comics for the live-action Captain Cosmos season finale. Unbeknownst to the filming crew, the weapon was fully functional rather than just a prop, and it led to the injury of guest star Johnny Morton. And while his injuries were ultimately non-fatal, the Great War would occur as the, on the same day. And here we are. It's really cool to see a, a program like this. I enjoy stuff like this a lot. I enjoy the world building. Like, when I read about stuff like Captain Cosmos, when I read about stuff like uh, Duke Drake, tu tu Drake Tungsten, or Duke Tungsten, another part of this, this hubris comics world, I appreciate this because it fills out the world. It's the thing that I'm really enjoying about Starfield so far. That no one talks to you like it's your first time as, as a spacer. They talk to you as if you understand what's going on. As if you grew up in the United Colonies. I really appreciate this. I remember being a kid and seeing this and uh, thinking it was cool that you get to go to this museum and see all these things. Also, when I went to the Fallout meetup in D.C. about a year ago of the publishing of this episode, this was one of the only trivia questions I didn't know is what is the spaceship in the Museum of Tech? In uh, Fallout 3. If you want to see any of this stuff in the Museum of Technology, you have to see it for Three Dogs Quest to Repair the Satellite. You can see all of that there. There's probably been some of that on screen since I've been doing doing this entire lore bit. But that, my friends, is this week's lore. So, Kyle, here we are, pal. Here we are. Starfield's in front of us. Yes. What's your initial thought? I don't like it. Oh, just flat. Yeah. Really? Why? Uh, for okay. So initial thought, I played it late. I think it was like eleven o'clock. Mm -hmm. Um, went in, made my character, made Steinman. Uh, I think I picked like Professor. And the okay. first thing I did was press B, and it wasn't open menu. Yeah, I'm surprised that that bothers you so much. I just it's it's a Bethesda game. I assume there would be a button for a menu, not the menu button. Is is B to open the menu in Skyrim? I want to say yeah, if it isn't, it's another button. When you bring oh, open I mean, your another button. Cuz cuz pausing brings up your quest and like save and stuff like that and then another button either B it has to be B. I think it's B on Xbox controller, but it should bring up your, you know, like level up your inventory and stuff like that. Have you tried playing this with a keyboard and mouse? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. I hate using keyboard that's like, and mouse. Really? I'm not a PC person, so. See, neither am I, but I've been capturing so much footage on the older Fallouts on my computer. That, like, I sat down to play this, and my first thought was, I bet this would be better with a mouse and keyboard. And I'm a controller person. I'm a console person to the day I die. Like, I, I don't like having a PC to play games on. Like, I wanted to edit, but that's it. Yeah. But there's nothing about this you see you, you like. Well, th this is my first initial going mm -hmm. into it. Um, also, not having brightness adjustment. 
Yeah, I did look for that after you had said that, and because uh, like my I, it's probably gonna get patched in. My TV's bright because I have a weird like thing going on with it, so I can't have it too dark. So it kind of looks mm. washed out. Do you have game mode on? I can't have it on. Why? That's what's causing this like weird oh effect. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, because I like having game mode on, like having like graphics and stuff like that when playing Fallout Three. Every time I turn, everything that's like dark shape just gets like blurry and move, and then when you stop moving, they stop moving. I see. So, see, I, yeah, so, I, good. No, I was gonna say I set up like days before it came out. I set up my TV. I calibrated the HDR. Like I made sure it was all in like the highest quality it could be. Game mode yeah. worked. I don't use HDR. HDR, really? HDR sucks for a lot of games. Re- I lo- Did you turn off motion blur? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Every game has to have I, motion blur. I, I don't know why people are like, yeah, you know, I, motion blur. <laughs> dude, I watched this video and it was it was showing motion blur for different games. And this guy's like, here's, at the time, it was like the most powerful PS4 that was out. He's like, here's uh, Drake's Fortune, the Uncharted 4 on PS4, right? Here it is. And he spun the camera out with motion blur, and he goes, this looks like shit. And then he took motion blur off. He goes, see how every single time you spin the camera just looks like a photograph? Why is this on? Yeah. What does this add to the game? I I don't know. I don't know why that's ever an option. No, like, it should be an option to turn it on, not turn it off. Like, and I always, I get get weirded, not weirded out, but I'm like, why is subtitles an accessibility? Like, I never understood that. Subtitles should just be an option. (laughs) To me, that's not even, like, accessibility is like, oh, are you colorblind? Like, The Last of Us 2, you could, or or God of War Ragnarok. You could play those games if you're blind. Like, you know, maybe not blind, blind, but you you, you can play them if you can't see very well. Like, if you're you're sight impaired. I know a woman who's legally blind, but she can still kind of see shit. Like right. you can play those games. How how is subtitles accessibility? That's I mean also accessibility. They should just be options. Anyway, so what do what do you like? What don't you like outside? Uh, okay. Stuff? I, well, I'm, I wouldn't get too far. I got to Mars. How many hours? Okay. So okay. Okay. not that long. So, um, yeah, going to Mars is really cool for me. I did appreciate the subtle Skyrim intro. Where you wake up and you're stuck in a freaking moving thing. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not too far in. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't like not having one big area to explore and just having to fast travel, load into an area, fast travel to space, really? fast travel to the solar system to then fast travel to a planet, then pick yeah, the spot so you want to land on the planet. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I, I'm. I rather have a one big map that I can go to and fast travel. Like having to go like to space to then open your menu to then open the solar system to then open that planet. Like it's just like it's a lot. I will say the thing that I'm disliking the most about the game so far is the menus. Yeah. Uh, it's just like. It took me, like, I felt like a games journalist because I couldn't figure out what to do with the menus. <laughs> like, like I just felt, I'm like, how how can I not figure this out? I've been playing video games since, like, right. since I'm, like, four. Like, I've been playing video games for 20 years. And more. 
and I was like, how do I save the game? Because it was my first night playing it because I got right. it physically, so I didn't get to pre-download. So I had to wait two and a half hours to download everything onto my Xbox, right? Yeah. So I finally got on, and I didn't go to bed at like one that night. No, no, I, no, I got off at like I got. I realized it was midnight, and I go, I gotta get off soon. And then I didn't get off till one thirty, and then went to bed at two. Right. So I was sitting there going, how do I, how do I save? Like you know, you start the game before you have the watch. I'm hitting pause, and there was it was a Starfield, and then it would be your options. And I'm, and and you're like nothing's fucking working. Also, missed opportunity. You have a watch. Open it up like a pit boy. Yeah, I just I felt like I don't know. I'm happy they didn't do that. I like I I, I explained to you a little bit more. Like it's it kind of felt like how Outer Worlds felt, where it's like this is like Bethesda, like a game you know, but it's very different. And like I went in like with that idea and like low expectations, so that's why I was like I wasn't enjoying it because it was like. This isn't Fallout. This isn't Skyrim. Like, there's not. Well, they, something completely new. Yeah, yeah, it's something new. It's a new IP. Um, I did get to Mars, and like, I did like the look of Mars. I think I got there. I don't know if it's there's a daylight thing. Is there's like time changes? Yeah, there is. Time I got there at night, weird. and I was like, me too. I, it kind of looked cool, and then I was just like, I did a dial persuasion check, and I was like, oh, okay, this is. New. I like the persuasion system a lot, actually, because it's not just let me do this. It's you have a conversation. Yeah. Um, like that. I really like. I had, have you tried to pick a lock yet? I did. It's very I, I'm understanding it more. But like when I first did, it, I'm like, yeah. what is this? And then I couldn't back out from it. And then I would lose it. And I'm like, really? Yeah, they, they found a way. So you can't cheese. Yeah. Uh, lock picks. But then you like, if you mess money. up, then you're screwed. Like you're, you, you got to yeah. leave. Yeah, I I love it. I love that things have genuine consequence. I did a quest, so I've been doing the main quest up and I just got back from Mars. No spoilers. I forgot to say this early on. No spoilers. Please, no spoilers. Don't spoil this for anybody else. Don't spoil it for us, please. Um, But I got back from Mars and I was doing the Constellation quest. That's really all I'll say about it. And I kind of got back and went to the home base and like left everybody there last night and i had i was like i was like i i was over encumbered which always makes me laugh whenever i see it because i remember back in the day you would say over cucumbered yeah um and I, it makes me laugh kyle we were little boys we were hanging yeah. out children and and i remember these things love is a crazy thing and i i'm sitting there laughing going oh i'm over over cucumbered and i couldn't like the map system i want just a map like fallout or skyrim has where you can just see the area that you're in or, or like maybe put a, an update later on that's like shows you as you walk through a city where all the shops are. Because no. for like an hour I walked around going, where can I sell this yeah. shit? And I like couldn't run. I couldn't go anywhere. I didn't want to get rid of everything to the point where like I didn't want to leave stuff on the ground. Because I was like, oh, I don't want to make this beautiful city all messy. So I like jumped in a lake or like a little body of water in this town, dropped all my shit in the water and hopped out. <laughs> Like, what kind of build are you going for? Because I know you made a second character now, yeah, right? Yeah, I started a new character. I went with, like, the professor, and then le- looking over the science perks, I was like, I really don't like crafting in Bethesda games ever yeah. since Fallout 4. So, like, I'm not going to get into this. Like, how you said about picking stuff up, you, we have to relearn 
what all this shit's going to be used for. Yeah, I was thinking and I that. Hated. I was thinking that exact thing. I, I was, because I'm sitting there going, all right, do I need a style? Because, like, yeah. Fallout kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, uh, I could turn this uh, into whatever for this. But, like, yeah, what do I like, need? An empty folder or a freaking coffee cup? Yeah, so I'm going around picking shit up. And that's just how I play Bethesda games, too. Like, it's just, I have to pick these things up. Yeah. But, like, I like that you have to research things. Like, I was researching weapons and, like, I with haven't. certain uh, materials. That's that's a really cool feature because it's not based to your perks. Right. So, like, you know how in Fallout 4 it was like, okay, I have Gun Nut 3 so I can build up to this point? Right. In, in Starfield, it's, okay, well, if I do 10% more research here, if I do a little more research and find these materials, I can get this done right away. Right. And then I can have the best maxed out pistols. Yeah. So I'm going for like a piratey build. Like I'm, I want to be evil. Yeah. As soon as the Crimson Fleet says, "Yo, we want you," I'm on their side. Like, right. I, uh, that's just what I'm doing. That's how I'm playing. I'm gonna fucking find ships and I'm gonna hijack them. I'm gonna take their shit. I'm gonna kill their men. I'm gonna have their ships. What what traits did you take? Because uh, I took for my scientist one. Two. I took um, one of the like you're part of this group or whatever. The religious groups. Yeah. Because I looked out, I was like, okay, thank you for explaining what these groups are, Bethesda, right away. Yeah, they didn't do that. Uh, so I had to look up, like, which ones were. So I picked the one that was, like, more science-y. Yeah. And then I was like, none of these all fit my character, which was going to be the science character. Which, again, going in with an idea of, like, who I want to play wrong. Should not do that at all for a new game. Uh yeah. Because like again, very, like loose idea. Yeah, so like science, I didn't like all the perks because they were all crafting and like finding resources. And I'm like, I don't want the no man's sky. I don't want to go around yeah. mine, hop and ship, go to another place, mine. Like I'm, I done it once. I don't want to do it again. I don't want you to give up on this. I, I, I'm I, not. I, 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 I I'm liking my new character, uh, Kurt Russell. Um, <laughs> you named him Kurt Russell. Yes, and they say his name. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. I looked up the list of yeah, names they don't say the robots that. say, and uh, he, he can say both Kurt and Russell, so. <laughs> Vosco can say a thousand names. Yeah. Hold on a second. He can't say Victor? That's wild. He can say Victoria. He can't say... He can say Vic, though. I should have named my guy Vic. Mm. I was going to name my guy Vic, too. Dude... My name has never been in anything. <laughs> Some stuff. Yeah, you know what it's in? What? Over the Hedge. <laughs> the bear in Over the Hedge's name is Vincent. And Vincent Valentine, but I didn't play Final Fantasy. Uh, no, yeah, so I started a new character. Um, uh, I made basically Kurt Russell from The Thing. Uh, nice. And I went, like, I went, because he's a, he's a helicopter pirate, so I went, like, the pi- pilot, kind of, like, trucker subclass yeah. and i went with um i said screw it because i need to come in this game without knowing anything or like or build stuff like that just have fun explore and do that and then i don't know if i'll ever play through it because like follow four kind of ruined that whole playthrough again stuff for me yeah. um but i went with hero worshiper because i gotta have the skyrim yeah dude follow me around um alien dna which makes sense mm-hmm. the thing and then uh, Terrarian, I think I went with. I went with 
because uh, I, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be fun that like the idea that people might already know me and I'm becoming a bandit, like I'm becoming a pirate. Right. I went with grew up in the United Colonies, and I thought that would give me instant. This is a minor spoiler, and I'm sorry. I thought it would give me immediate citizenship, and it doesn't. I talked to somebody, and I was like, well, I grew up in the United... Like, it was a it was a, a, a text prompt, like a speech prompt. I was like, well, I grew up... It's like, no, you have to earn your, your citizenship through, the through like... Vol- not volunteer, you get paid to do it, but through, like, being a cop, being a, a soldier. So, like, that's a quest line that I'm going to do, just because then I have the option to buy a house. I'm buying as many houses as I can get. <laughs> that's one trait that I feel like I should have taken I, was the house one. I, I read... Uh, something where it's like you need to find an ice planet and make a base on the ice planet and I gotta do that yeah there's again another minor spoiler and I'm sorry there is a planet that's supposed to be reach interesting they're not all I I haven't been in the loop too much they're not all generated procedurally generated right no no there's a thousand planets okay some of them are 10,000, or uh, sorry, 100 or 200 of them have life on them. So we have, like, and me and you can probably end up at the same, a lot of the same planets. I was, like, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think a lot of the planets are procedurally generated in the sense where they have a basic idea for what the planet will be. Gotcha. But then, like, I was, okay, so when I went, since you brought up, uh, when you brought up Mars, I went to the moon, right? Right. I don't. I love like the idea of space travel. I was saying it during the during the Lord. The idea of space travel is so interesting to me that like, if I could never travel again, but I could go to the moon for like a month, I would. Like I like I can't go to Japan. I but I'd go to the moon. There's like nine people that have been on the moon. I'll go to the moon. Doesn't matter. I will go to the moon. Right. So you get to the one point in the one quest, and it's like, okay, I want to go to the moon. And I went there, and I took grew up as a as a spacer. As a uh, un- not a spacer, as a United Colonies resident, but then I also took Wanted. Let me tell you how cool Wanted is, Kyle. I I remember them mentioning it in the video, where like you can just have bounty hunters just land yeah. and attack you. These that well, so I'm on the moon and a ship lands, and my first thought is I don't give a shit what else I was gonna do. There was like an abandoned factory over there. I, I don't care. I'm going over there to see what that ship is. They landed. And I ran over there, and they're like, what up, you piece of shit? There's a, there's a mark on your head. And I'm, like, trying to get out of it through talk. And they're like, the only way you're going to get out of this is if you pay your bounty, and it's 2,000 creds. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll kill you and take all your shit. <laughs> so I killed them, and I took all their shit. And, like, I got better equipment out of it. It's, ah, mm, Kyle, this game's good. I'm I, sorry. I, I, I know think you're not enjoying it. I, it's just... Having, I... I talked to our dead friend about it and I had the idea of like, I need to come in knowing that this is not like Skyrim does not like fallout. This is all new that I can't have that concept that like, Oh, it's a Bethesda game. I played them. I know everything. So I have to come in like blind that like I never played a Bethesda game before. I genuinely feel like I could be playing this game for like the next five years. There's that much. My stuff friend there. said that she felt like it was very Skyrim. Like it felt her reminder yeah. of Skyrim. I was like, I don't know how you got that. I don't feel that at all. Maybe the intro oh, part, see, but like Skyrim is a game that I put like 80 hours in and went, I'm okay. Like, I think maybe with like trying to go back to Skyrim and playing it here and there and like having it on PC and PS4, I think I've played maybe about a hundred hours of Skyrim. I'm cool. 
I have like 2,000 hours on Fallout 3. It's my favorite game ever. I like can I can just point to like I just know where everything is. I know how that world works. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm with that with what Starfield is. But what Starfield is doing for me right now is it feels like a world like maybe this is too soon to say, Kyle, but this game makes me feel very similar to the way Fallout 3 made me feel Hmm. like it's cozy. Like. It makes me feel small and I like right. Like I, I, I don't like when I moved to Colorado now, Kyle, you you're used to PA. I was used to PA. You know how you can't look in any direction without seeing a tree 30 feet away from you? And it's not like it's a small tree. Like, you can't see because of the trees. Right. Yeah. Out here, everything's open. And I love that feeling. I love the feeling because I feel insignificant. I love it. I love the feeling of insignificancy because it, it's just, as humans, our ego is massive. And this game, I, like, just sit back and I'm like, I don't mean anything in the grand scheme of this. And even if I were to to get to the level of, of, of a Dovahkiin or, or a Lone Wanderer or a Courier, I'm known by like 10% of people. Like, New Atlantis feels like such a beautiful city. It, it, it feels like the closest thing, genuinely, that I think we've ever had to like a real-life Manhattan in a game. Right. And that includes like a Spider-Man game because I walk down the street and people are just talking and I'm listening to people and they're going, oh, you know, we can move to Mercury. It's in the Seoul... Uh, district or, or the Seoul Galaxy, like the train, like you take the train, like it feels, it feels so alive. It it feels like there's stuff going on. It feels like there's people to talk to. I went into a clothing shop, a haberdashery, if you will, and I'm like talking to the guy, and I'm and like one of the the things that you can just say to him, just 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 for text, just for flavor text, was. I don't think I get fashion. And he goes, yeah, I don't think anybody else does either. He goes, I sometimes don't. But if you're comfortable in your clothing and you think you look good, guess what, bucko? That's fashion. Like, that's not something that needed to be in that game. And I went, this this feels more fleshed out. Like, it's the small things for me. Like, will I be able to talk to somebody in the Alpha Centauri quadrant and then go as far as the map will let me go and talk to somebody there and they'll know somebody from Alpha Centauri? Probably not. But that's the experience I expect out of New Vegas, not out of this. Like, this is a game with a thousand planets, some odd number, whatever. I don't think I'm ever going to see every planet, and that to me is beautiful. It's not No Man's Sky where there's 90 quintillion planets out there. There's no way I could ever see that. But if I played this game every single day for an hour and went to a new planet every day, I'd have a new experience for the next thousand days because there's a finite number. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really sorry you're not enjoying this game, Kyle. At the moment, I don't even like sci-fi. I think, no, I think I know. time, and like not. I think my how I want to play changes, so like I don't yeah. think science is going to be working well for me for this one, which I thought it would be, but like knowing the perk system through science, I Can't don't talk about perks. Enjoy them. But, uh, so okay. Speaking uh, on have the planets, you messed around with other perks. Oh no, please, planets. What? Uh, I think that's gonna kill the replayability. What do you mean? Having ten thousand planets. I think it's I, a thousand. Let me see. Hold on. Thousand. It might be a thousand. I, not ten thousand, but like all these planets and like I don't know. It just for me, it feels like. Do I want to replay and have to go to all these planets over again? Some, yeah, generate it differently, but, like, 
you know what I mean? Like, it's... I, I don't see myself replaying this game. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever make a second character, but I think I will definitely play one character for a while. Yes. A quick Google search, it says a thousand planets. Okay, it's a thousand. Uh, but that's Starfield, like... Starfield, the first new universe from Bethesda Game Studios in 25 years, your, role, your role-playing journey can lead to more than a thousand planets. It's available day one. Like, that doesn't really answer anything because it says a thousand, then it yeah. says there's more. So more than a thousand planets can be a thousand and one. Yeah. So, sorry. No, it's just like how this game is going so far with the intro and stuff like that just screams at me as like single player game in a way like oh you don't single play game or single player game? like single player like you beat the game you play it you beat the game for how long and then that's it you got the story you know it's not like yeah oh man i can't wait to play it again and be this evil character, but like you're still going through like this long intro, you're still learning the tutorial ship stuff, and then you you know the tutorial is too long. Yeah, I will give you that. The tutorial is way too long. I feel like I haven't even exited the tutorial yet. Like I feel I, I lie. I feel like I just got out of it. Right. Yeah, the but whole tutorial also... ship. Oh, this is how you do your ship. Is like you should have a way to like skip skip. It. It. Yeah, but you know what? Devil's Advocate, and this is the most wild shit I'm ever going to compare Starfield to, Simpsons Hit and Run. The first time you play that game, there's a tutorial, and like Bart will pop up and say things, and then when you restart that game, he just stops showing up as much. Yeah. Giving you a tutorial. So maybe your second playthrough, there's enough data on your hard drive that'll be like, hey, we can skip these things. Could be, could be. Not sure. I mean, I have... I have eight nine hours on the game you probably have about the same if not less probably less honestly you know what i mean but like like i want to talk about perks because yeah, yeah, i don't ahead. like the way skyrim did perks i love skyrim perks. i like really well i'm i'm more skyrim I, and oblivion and elves yeah. than you are but, but Every, like everybody also has their first love yeah, yeah there was yeah. a thing that i heard todd howard say that was very much like you know, people say, oh, you were better when you were this. You were better when you were that. And he was like, yeah, but we make games so far apart that we have more people added onto the team. We don't want to make the same game again. So we make something that's different. So he goes, people that loved Oblivion might not like Skyrim, but hey, maybe they'll like the next game. And like, I love Fallout 3. I, this show exists because of my love of Fallout 3. Yeah. I didn't appreciate New Vegas till I was older. And now, even as I get older, I appreciate Fallout 4 more i can appreciate them for what they're for so if your first love of a bethesda game is oblivion then your first love of a bethesda game is just always going to be compared to oblivion right well i don't compare it to so, Oblivion because like oblivion's leveling up system no but i'm not saying like a direct yeah, yeah, yeah. comparison but like it like I sit down to play Fallout 4, and I go, damn, I love Fallout 3. I play New Vegas, and I go, damn, I love Fallout 3. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't even play, like, I haven't played it, but I would sit down to play, like, Mad Max if I had played it and be like, damn, I love Fallout 3. Because you hold it up to these other things as a reference point. Right. And that's kind of the thing is, like, are games getting, and I thought about this the other day, are games getting worse, or is my reference point just not the same anymore? Because as a kid, I just played everything. But now my reference point is, these are the games I love, this is the time I have, and this is the money I'm allotted can I justify a playing of a game? So I don't think it's that games have gotten worse. I just think my standard is so high because when I was a kid, games were so good. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
I don't. I like Fallout 3's perk system. I like New Vegas's perk system because it's very straightforward. It's I leveled up. I am given one reward for my experience. This is what I'm going to do. It'll help me in combat, in social situations, whatever. Skyrim's. I like that you actually have to use the thing to get better at it. What I like. It's a. It's a little nebulous to me though because it's like, I'm a level two, but I paid to train in in two-handed weapons. And I'm already at like 60. And I have my base level and then I have the things that I'm training in level. It's it's a little confusing to me, but it's fine. Fallout 4s work similarly to the way 3s is in my mind and New Vegas is in my mind, but you can see everything immediately. I like that you can see every single perk and that you actually have to use them to get better at them. So I, I like right. that. Like I'm going completely charisma. Right? Right. So I have persuasion, and one of the persuasion ones is just complete three persuasion checkpoints. Like, like persuade three different people. So I think I've done two out of the three, right? Right. And once I get that, I can do it again. It's like, okay, it becomes 10% easier. Then it becomes 30% easier. Then it becomes 50% easier. And then the last one's like, sometimes just by you clicking persuasion, the person gives it to you or something like that. Like, stealth is a perk. Like, for you to get the stealth bar to pop up, I haven't used it yet, but I got it was the last thing I did before I got off is I used it. I think that's fantastic. You actually have to use the perk to get better at it. Interesting. Like, that yeah. is, is, is a beautiful way to simulate being a spaceman. To, to say, hey, you want to get good at, like, one I have is just pilot. Like, I have a social, a combat, like, I have pistol expert because I thought, yar har, I'm a, I'm a pirate. Pistols would be cool. I have to kill X amount of enemies with pistols or get X amount of headshots to unlock the next rank of it. But then there's like intimidation where at someone at my level or below me, I can look at them and go, stop. And they go, oh shit. And they like stop shooting. Hmm. Like, and then that upgrades more and more and more to the point where I don't know if this is true or not, but the last level of intimidation is just, they don't fuck with you. They see you and they run away because of who you are. I really like the way the perk system is set up. And it's, it's, one of those things that I, I feel once I hit level 20, level 30, level 40, I'm going to feel very powerful. Yeah. Sorry, I'm very no, excited no. about this. I just keep going on tirades. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Because uh, I, I was, I wanted to see what, like, the science perks were. And then, like, after certain, like, I think, like, tier 3 or whatever, you can't see what they do. It's just a description. So you, I couldn't, I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I don't know what these do, but I'm pretty sure they're just crafting material and resources and stuff like that. So it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes perks make it or break it sometimes because like. Really? Yeah, because like sometimes in games, I'm trying to think of the one game that had perks, like a perk system or something like that, where it's like none of these are attracting me. Like I don't like any, like they're not going to do it like. I can't remember what it was, what game it was. But, like, I barely spent perk points because, like, I got the ones I wanted and then, like, the other ones just didn't call to me. Like, they, they weren't what I was playing, how I played, and, like, I don't remember what game it was, but I... I but, like... I think that's very interesting. Like, the science perks, like, I looked at them and I was like, I'm not gonna go craft and scourge from my first playthrough. Like, that's, like... I don't know half the shit in the first place, so why would I start off yeah, with that? I'm gonna, 
I'm going to craft and do all that other shit later. Yes. Like, I very much made, like, the decision that I'm going to make it a part of my game because I want to try everything in this new system, but I'm not going to do it this second. Yeah, it's like... Like, and that's... It's like playing New Vegas for a first time and going, I'm going to learn Caravan right away. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, And plus, I, like, enjoyed where you get to the part where you're like, this is... You can build bases. I was just like, Followed four flashbacks of building bases and like, oh no! You didn't like that at all. I, I, I don't know. I don't trust them in building bases. Their system. We'll see. I don't. I don't. They don't have a good track record on like implementing a good base building system. See, I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind what do you call it at all. I don't mind the base building in four at all. This, I was trying to mess around with the ship customization, and I just don't understand it. Yeah, that's going to be... And, like, I, got, somebody I was just made frustrated and ship. walking away. Yeah, and I want to do that. Like, I know it's like, oh, someone else already did it, but I want to I want to do it. Sorry. Yeah. Like, no, I'm... This this game is... Oh, is the start? Is the, Oh, no. Sorry, I'm on the website looking at the merch. Right. I, the mer- like the merch is just so good. It's just so good. They have a skateboard deck. Uh, I did you? I you watch that thing I sent you about Todd Howard? Where he's like, just upgrade your ship. Yeah, he's like, people are like, why isn't it yeah. optimized for PC? And he basically said, well, that's your computer. You should just upgrade it. <laughs> and I have to send I you the that. the other thing because I think I sent you it before. Uh, kind of funny games. Uh, the guy on there. They did like a forty-eight hours like playthrough or whatever, nonstop yeah. or something like that. I don't remember, but um, he's against PC gaming, and I think I sent you something about that before. We yelled at people for like saying PC gaming is like ultimate race. Um, but he he was like this because somebody made the comments and somebody made a comment about it to him about how PC is better or whatever for this game, and then he went on this whole rant. He goes, "Let me just redo the articles." Oh. Starfield can't run at this on PC. Oh, it's bricking this. Or he's like, yeah. see this? This doesn't happen on a, a console because yep. it's optimized yep. for that game. Yep. You got to go out and pay thousands of dollars for a graphics card that may or may not play your game. Yep. That's why I don't understand PC gaming. He I, goes, just, I yeah. genuinely don't get it. And he's like, you, you think you're better than time? us? You're not. You're, you're wasting <laughs> money buying yeah. something that may not work. You spent two grand on a machine that you could play a game on, maybe, and maybe watch porn on. Cool. Uh, I don't have to sit there for two hours. I tweet about this. Like, I feel like at least three, four times a year. Whenever I go through a Minecraft phase, last time I went through a Minecraft phase when I tweeted it, I was like, I could turn on my computer, try to get Minecraft for work for 30 minutes when I have an hour left before I have to go to bed because I want to unwind and play Minecraft, or I could turn on my PlayStation, put a game in, and it works. If I have an hour, I want all 55 minutes of my hour devoted to me. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, I have to find that and send you, but he's like, he's just like, please, you, your, your point is stupid. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand people in 2023 that are still like, oh, the console. To switch the PC. Oh, my PlayStation versus my versus my Xbox. Oh, no. Uh, shut up. You're an idiot. Shut up. Get both. Be quiet. Because you're going to buy a $500 PlayStation and a $500 Xbox Series X. And guess what? You're $1,000 in. Let's say with tax, you're $1,200 in. A PC that you're going to have to buy an $800 part for in four years is... Uh, 
going to cost you two grand. So right then and there, and you're going to have to fiddle with every fucking setting that you have to deal with just to make it work. So right then and there, you're already, you've lost money. Yeah. I'm not a mechanic. I don't have the time or the want to, to mess with things. When I sit down, I want to play a game. Yeah. That's why I don't think, I don't think consoles will ever go out of style. I think they'll just become more like PCs, but they'll be more focused on thing. Like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the next Xbox is modular, but still. Kyle, I love this game so far. And I'm, I'm like hesitant to say love because I've only been playing it for so long. But like I haven't played today. I took off of work to play today. But right. I had to go run some errands in the morning and I had to um, – I, I sat down to write and I said, oh, let me write. Kyle and I are going to record later in the day. And I said, fuck it, Kyle. Let's just do it now so I can play like go to yeah. bed. And uh, – <laughs> Like, I haven't played today, and I'm itching. And I know tomorrow I'm going to be at work, and I'm going to be like, oh, I just okay, so i gotta, I got to go to work at 7. I'm going to get out at 5.30. i got to go to the gym. That's an, that's an hour and a half of running. I'm going to get home. It's going to be about 7.30. All right, once I'm home at 7.30, I have to edit this episode. If I edit everything together, like, it's going to be about 11. If I get off at 11, I can I can render everything. And while everything's rendering, I can shower. And while I'm showering, I can get out at about midnight. And once I'm out at midnight, I can play for maybe about an hour. Like, and then Saturday comes around. All right, what am I doing Saturday? i got this and that to do. And then, okay, I'm going to come out. Like, this is going to be... This is what I call um, this is what I call the Borderlands effect because I remember when the first Borderlands came out, Fallout Three too, but Borderlands I remember it like super heavy with. I couldn't stop thinking about the game all day at school. Like, right. I remember being in like seventh or eighth grade and being like, I need to play Borderlands. I also think I was pissed off with Borderlands not because of the game but everyone around it because no one ever, I felt like no one wanted to give it its flowers, and. I remember just being like, I, I just want to play it. I just want to play it. I got I get I got home and I got on and like it's all I wanted to do was play was play Borderlands. So like I have a feeling this game is gonna be very much like that. There's a dude there's a dude I work with who I don't talk to him very often. He's very quiet, but I went up to him and I was like, Outer Worlds? And he's like, Yeah, I pre-downloaded it on Game Pass. He's like, Outer Worlds. Like, just I wanna be a pirate. You're hard, Kyle. You're hard. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say? Sorry, I feel like this is the first time. No, I know. I just I, I, I complained. You, you a question. got happy, so it's opposite <laughs> day. We've switched. Yeah. Like, like I I buy one game a year, and I don't know what other game I bought this year. To be completely honest, like I think I bought. I don't remember if it was this year or last year. I think it was last year. I bought um, Destroy All Humans two, and I never beat it. I think it was last year, and like. I haven't really bought anything. I bought Cult of the Lamb this year, but because it's on Switch and because it's like a $40 game, like it barely registers in my mind as a game, which isn't right. Not that it doesn't register as a game. It doesn't register as like a, a big game right. like this because I'm used to buying these AAA games because that's all I played on the 360. And like I was talking to somebody at work. I was like, I don't have time. I don't have money and I don't have the enjoyment that video games used to bring me. Right. That's how I kind of got onto this whole, like, where is my reference point and this and that and shit. And I was like, this game needs to be good. Like for, for my mental sake, like it had to be good. And it's, it's itching something. It's making me feel like I did playing fallout three where I'm like, what's out there, man. Like what else about this world can I discover? Like just the idea of, I, I think what I'm going to do, cause I think I have plans in a little bit cause I'm going to play a little bit later, but I think like what I'm going to do is I'm just going to fly to a distant part of space and just walk around a planet for a bit. Right. Yeah. I, like that's, that's all I want to do. I think I would have felt that same way if no man's sky never existed. Cause I, I feel like I've been there, done that. You know what I mean? I was like, Whoa, these, all these generated planets flying to them. And now it's like, Oh, these generate plants flying to them. 
I see. See, I don't I don't feel that way just because No Man's Sky was so underwhelming. Cuz like I, right. I Kyle, I so here's something else I wanted to bring up cuz we can't end this episode. It's an hour and 13 minutes as of right now. This is the last midnight release I'm probably ever going to go to. <laughs> and it wasn't even at midnight, it was at 8. Yeah, they don't do midnight really anymore. Well, and the guy told me out here, he goes, they never really did. The further west you go, they never really do midnights because it comes out early on the East Coast. That is true, yeah. So so in Pennsylvania, midnight is 9 p.m., so they would release the game at 9 p.m. Yeah. So because if you have a VPN and you download games digitally, you can just put yourself in a different time zone. It gives you the game before anybody else. So... I walked in and the guy, I got, I got it. So I was so excited. I called. It was 1118. My GameStop opens at 11. I was like, hi, I have a pre-order at your store. I just wanted to know if you guys are doing a midnight release for Starfield. She's like, yeah, you could come in at eight and get it. I hang up. Thank you very much. Whatever, whatever. Hang up. And I go, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm not even like thinking of anything. I'm just at work. And all of a sudden my phone rings. I go, who the hell is this? Fucking three minutes later. Hi, this is GameStop letting you know that you can come pick up your pre-order. I was like, are you calling everybody? She's like, yeah. I was like, I just spoke to you. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm just going down the list. I go, I'm not upset with you. I'm excited. I was like, this game, ah, ah, like this is the last minute. It was bittersweet. I like, I like filmed the front of the GameStop because I knew it was going to be like one of the last times. Right. Like, I wanted to remember it. Like I walked in, I said to the guy, I was like, man, this is. It's like kind of bittersweet, and he's like, "I'd like to go home." He's like, "I, I hate you." <laughs> like he didn't say that, but like, sir, we need to like, keep the line moving. Yeah, he's like, he's like, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you don't think this is a somber moment? He's like, not really. I'm like, this is like the last midnight release. I go, I midnight releases were huge. Probably for not for him, like, though. No, I know, I know, but like, you know, Fall in Vegas was my first. Fall in Vegas. Batman Arkham Knight with you, No Man's Sky went with my brother, like Borderlands. Borderlands three, that was that was a good one too, Kyle. That was a great one. Like our half shitty seventy six. Oh, not midnight yeah. release. The Fallout, Kyle. The Fallout four one. You remember the Fallout? Did you come with no, us? No, I didn't that? go to Fallout four one. Ah, uh, the Fallout 4, the Fallout 4 one, the one guy got there and he goes, I'm getting this game first. And he put his chair right next to the cash register. And I was like, yeah, man, get it. And we sat there and we talked about like what we think the lore is going to be, what we thought the DLC was going to be. We were talking about stuff from like Van Buren. We were talking about stuff from Fallout 1 and 2. We were talking about like how we thought Caesar's Legion was going to impact NCR and how NCR was going to impact the rest of the wasteland. And like, I'll never forget it. That dude looked at me and goes... You take first spot, man. You want it more than I do. Like, you know, like it was just people came together and and loved something right. dearly. You know what I mean? And like it was it was these games that I love so much, these single player open world exploration games where there's a story out there for me to discover and and yeah, there's a story that that was written by a team of writers. But there's also this other story that's out there that only you will experience. The bugs, the glitches. Which I gotta say, Starfield, I have yet to see any. Like, like genuinely, I've yet to see any. Yeah. Anything game-breaking. I haven't seen, like, characters twitch out. I haven't seen the New Vegas droopy head thing. Like, all of these things, all of these personal little experiences that we all have. Well, this might and... cheer you up. Uh, so, Alex is going through three. 
Um, okay. He's kind of liking it, but like, don't like it, I guess. Okay. Um, but he got, I don't, uh, he didn't get to Rivet City. He got to Megaton, he got somewhere where he started to learn about the synths. There's a bunch of places. You can find holotapes in Paradise Falls about the synths. Yeah, and that, like, so he got, like, really, like, cheery about it. He's like, oh, wait, they're mentioning the synths and, like, all this. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, sitting there going, like, I can't say anything about it. Or, like, it will spoil it and, like, the connection and everything yeah. like that. He's like, oh, there's synths here. When when does this game take place? I go, this is before 4 and such. So he's kind of, like, like, because he's big Fallout 4 fan. So, like, him coming yeah, in yeah. and, like, having this whole synths connection thing and, like, he was excited about that. I remember when I bought the collector's edition of Fallout 3, I was still in school. And uh, it was during the club, Kyle, quarters, yeah. um, that I was like, yo, check out this thing I bought. And he's like, yeah, I hate Fallout. And I was like, oh. And then I remember Fallout 4 came out, and he was like, this is very good. Yeah. And he played the hell out of it. Yeah, I know I he's just... not super invested as much in this 3. I know he's like, it's yeah. not great. It's also so old. Yeah. Like, it's so janky. It's so of its time. Like, I can play Fallout 3. I'll play, it's the Iron I, Sights. I, I hear about the Iron Sights all the time. Yeah. There's I no know. Iron I know. I'm not. I'm, I don't I don't use disagree. Vats. Like, I never, I never use Vats in those games. Oh, my God. I'm trying to use Vats playing Starfield. I'm going, <laughs> why can't I use Vats? No, I'm just forgetting I'm, that Fallout I'm Fallout 3, I was it. never a Vats person. Now I am because I'm really? trying out like a Vats sniper build. Yeah, but like yeah. no, I don't. I was always a crouch, shoot from far away. Really, yeah. I was never a Vats. Yeah, person. I was very much, very much a Vats person. Also, like when I get footage, I just think it looks cooler right. when you're looking at that. But like, anything else you'd like to say before we ski daddle? Uh, I know that the freaking Oblivion guard is a voice in this game somewhere. I thought Brian Cranston was a voice. I was like standing next to my TV going, is that Mr. White? Probably not at the moment since they're striking against video games and all that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, but they probably recorded this audio two years ago. Yeah. The game got delayed a year, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, look, all I want to say before we end this is... If you're a fan of Bethesda games the way I am a fan of Bethesda games, this is a special moment. And video games for me used to feel like this big thing. And as you get older and time changes for you and growing up changes for you, you only have these small things to grab onto that are reminiscent of your childhood. And this reminds me of that, man. It reminds me of that in such a big, bad way. I remember when Skyrim came out. I remember when Fallout 4 came out. I had, like, just left high school when Fallout 4 came out. And it's just, it's such a special time. And, like, just remember that as you play this. And I'm not just speaking to you, Kyle. I'm speaking to everybody. Right. Like, Don't take our word for it. No, play the game yourself. Because I love it. Kyle's not a huge fan as of this moment. But maybe down the line he will be. And, hey. I hated Fallout 3 when I first played it. I didn't and get four. why I'm shooting people in the head and they're not dying. Yeah, four, well, 4 I liked. 4 I felt like I was very indifferent on the whole time and then it kind of got to the end and I was like, that's it? I'm so still indifferent on Fallout 4. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just... I, again, like I, how I said before, like it, Fallout 4 to me had no replayability. Yeah. 
because you were you're stuck in made another character stuck in with a voice protagonist that talked the same way the whole time so there's yep. no really and I, and I, and I like can't be evil either guy. you know yep yeah and that's yeah i i'm with you like this is a special time man this is a bethesda this is this is a legacy studio this is a studio that's been around forever this is a studio that knows what they're doing more or less and i get that their stuff isn't everybody's cup of tea i wouldn't even say it's everybody's cup of coffee but it's it's something that I feel a part of a community. I feel a love. I feel an adoration. And I feel an appreciation for all of this stuff. And I'm just so excited that I got to be around for another one. I'm so excited that everything went correctly, that I get to be a part of this, that I get to see this. It's such a special time to be a video game fan because I feel like, like Kyle, I haven't played Baldur's Gate yet, but I've yet to hear a bad thing. And oh, I genuinely maybe. think. I've heard some I genuinely bad things, think but, yeah. about Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Really? Well, the point I'm getting at is I feel like right now is a time where the three biggest games that I think are going to be out are Baldur's Gate, Starfield, and Spider-Man. And, like, what a beautiful time to be around for. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm happy this exists. I hope everybody has fun. Like, thank It's going to be hard game awards, let me tell you. Yeah, I know. I know. This game award, it's going to come down to Baldur's Gate and Starfield. Like I know, I know it's going to come down to that. I yeah, but I think I just don't think Spider Man's going to get it. Like and I, I haven't played. I it's don't not think out, so, but, but I like, don't think. I think there's a lot of hype around it that it's going to be a big one. No, I don't doubt that it will be. It's just look, we got to get out of here. We're almost at an hour and a half of recording. Do you have anything last minute you'd like to say? Yeah, uh, don't listen to us. Go play the game. Go play the game yourself. Make your Don't listen to anybody games. else. Go play the game. Yep. No. Yeah. Seriously. If you don't want to play a game, that's totally fine. I, but you know what, Kyle? It's the first time I've paid 70 bucks for a game, and so far I'm only eight, nine hours in. I feel justified. Knock on wood. I feel and justified. I, I didn't play any, <laughs> pay anything because I got it free. I know, I know. But look, I got to go to the bathroom. This is almost an hour and a half long. This is the longest episode in a long time. Thank you very much for doing this with me, Kyle. It means yeah. a lot to me. I hope everybody's having a blast playing whatever they're playing. I hope you just I hope you just enjoy life, man. Life's for living, bro. Like, have a good time. Be alive. Smoke a cigarette. Drink a fucking beer if you're legal. Like, have a good time, dude. Just 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 that's that's my biggest takeaway is that we should be having a good time. We should be respecting each other. We should be loving each other. We should just be doing what makes us the happiest. And right now, this is making me incredibly happy. And I'm happy that I get to share it with you and everybody else out there. If you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. You can get all of his music at SilbermanSounds.com slash free music slash Feather Duster for my song or just free music for all of his heaters. In the description, there's a link to my Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, the show's Twitter. We still call it Twitter around these parts. We always will. Check out the Patreon. If you liked any of my ramblings that you just heard, check out the Patreon from the $1 to the $10 tier. You giving back helps out the show tremendously. And even just sharing a link and saying, hey, man, I think you might like this does wonders for the show, for the channel, for me, for Kyle, for everybody. Uh, thank you again to the Redbubble. Uh, if you like any anything here and you want to support in a smaller way, Redbubble, buy a shirt, buy a sticker, buy something. It supports the show. I love you very much. Kyle, thank you once again for doing this. Yeah. I bought a very expensive t-shirt this morning and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for being here. I will see you soon. Or maybe even out in the Starfield. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. This has been a production made by your friends at Goldman Entertainment.